Stranger Rangers. This is Bree. This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. This is three episodes now. Yes, we're um, bulk recording today. So there's there's just been a lot of talking. My voice is going somewhere. I don't know where, but it's leaving me. Getting that phone operator voice. Right. It's been <laughs> rough out here. Um, so I'm going to get straight to it. Um, happy Monday. If you're listening to this on Mondays when it comes out, we have another suggested episode. Cool. Yeah, super excited about that. So this was something that was submitted through us to an inst- through an Instagram message. Um, and the previous ones have been Facebook or Patreons, but this is our first Instagram suggested uh, mess uh, episode. This was sent in by Elise Parker. And so thank you, Elise. Yeah, thanks, Elise. I'm very much looking forward to sharing this information with you guys because, again, it's a case that is really... It, it impacted an entire community, and I had never heard of it. Not that I'm the bar, but it didn't make its way across the country sure. as other cases have, so it's lesser known, and I'm excited to, you know, share that with whoever's listening because um, it, um, it carries a good message at the end, and I'll get there, but uh, this is the case of Susana Morales. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think I know what one you're going to cover, and I'm excited because I hadn't looked yeah. into it. And here's the thing. So um, when, and this is funny, Elise, when she sent this in, I think it was a couple of months ago. Yes. When Susanna was still missing. Oh, okay. Just missing. Right. Um, so I'll go through the case, but there has obviously been some... Very large developments in the case as to what happened to Susanna. And every time I say her name, it just reminds me of, oh, Susanna. Won't you cry for me? (laughs) Went to Alabama with the the banjo banjo on my knee. knee. (laughs) I had a keyboard growing up that that was one of the preset songs. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And that's why I love that. Okay. (laughs) So Susanna Morales. Um. She is of Hispanic descent. I don't know exactly uh, where her family is come, uh, where the where her family is from, but um, I know that her family is Hispanic. Uh, they did live in Atlanta at mm-hmm. this time when all of this um, happened or started happening. It's it, there's a lot. It's uh, and it happens very fast. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna get straight to it. She is. 16 years old at this time. Mm-hmm. Very young girl, very pretty, hardworking. This is during summertime, so summer break from school. So okay. she's not in school at this time. But even then, at this point, it sounds like she was working with her mom and whatever her mom was doing as a job. And I don't know if that was um, either office work or whatever sure. the situation was, but she was working alongside with her mom to get some money. Mm-hmm. So on July 26, 2022, Susanna and her mom got home around 4 p.m. from work together. Mm -hmm. And after that, Susanna wanted to go visit a friend. So she 
I'm sure probably washed up from a whole day of work and got ready to go visit a friend that lived right around the corner in a different set of apartments. So Susanna and her mom and her sisters lived in one set of apartments. You go a nine-minute walk around a corner, around two corners, and there's a different set of apartments. I've seen Google images of where these apartments are in relation to each other, and they look like they're back to each other, but there must have been like a dividing wall or something where she couldn't go through. Right. So she had to go out of one complex, down the street, into the other. Sure. So it was a nine-minute walk over to her friend's house. And so she made it over to her friend's house, texted her mom that she had made it over to her friend's house. She was there for a couple of hours hanging out, doing teenager stuff. Yeah. Worth noting that at this point, not only did we already mention that she works for her money. She's not a teenager just asking for handouts or an allowance. Um, she, they said that yeah, maybe she had a little bit of an attitude, but she was a teenager, nothing major. She wasn't acting out in any other way. Right. Um, so there's those details. Some might call them important. I, and they might be. At around 940, she, uh, Susanna texts her mom to let her know that she's walking home now okay. from her friend's house. From her apartment complex. Again, it's a nine-minute walk. Yeah. So this is more of a heads-up for the mom. Like, hey, I'm on my way home. Sure. That's it. Right. You know? Um, at 10 p.m., 20 minutes later, Susanna's still not home. And personal experience, <laughs> I've done this before. I did this when I was a teenager. Call my mom, tell her I'm on my way home. Conversation's still going a little bit. Yeah. And you might be delayed for one thing or another, you know, maybe the friend's mom was like, hold on, let me pack you a dinner or whatever. Right. You know. I still do that now. I'll text Tyson and be like, I'm leaving Fatina's. And then. 45 minutes later, I'm like. It is what it is. So there there is a a certain leeway for the timeline, you know, for the nine minute walk. It's like, maybe you were walking a little bit slower or whatever. Sure. Um, So come 10.07. Okay, now now that's, you know, another 10 minutes or so. Right. So now it turned into a 30-minute gap that you're not home, um, not answering her phone. They're looking at an app on her phone, or on mom and sister are looking on an app. I'm only assuming that it's, like, find my or find my friends, like, on iPhone. Right, right. Where or shared location or whatever. Something like that, yeah. um, where they do see that she's walking on her way home. Oh, so, so they're not overly concerned. They're just like, she's... They ping her phone off of Singleton Road, which is the road that she would have been on to go back home. Right. And then around 1021, 1026, now her phone pings somewhere else. That's on Oak Lake Trace Road near Stephen or Steve Reynolds Boulevard, which is a full 30-minute walk away. Oh, wow. So her phone just jumped places to a whole different location. Right. At this point, so a 30-minute walk, um, if you've ever put a location into your phone, a 30-minute walk might equate to maybe a seven-minute drive, tops, sure, give or take, depending on the roads and, and how you get there. Mm-hmm. So at this point, there is no Susanna. Mm-hmm. No 16-year-old Susanna has not gone home. Her mom holds vigil all night trying to figure out where her daughter is, retrace the steps. Her sister and mom are knocking down doors. They, they call the police to try and, and file a police report for this missing teenager, a missing minor. Right. And 
unfortunately, nothing is done. At least not to the extent where we have a missing minor. And and that's the thing. I understand, like, the 48-hour rule, but I firmly believe that there needs to be exceptions for when that missing person is a minor. Yes. A kid. Yeah. It's a kid, right? We see anyone under the age of 18 mm-hmm. as a minor, as a kid. Yeah. So react as if you would, as if it were a two-year-old. Exactly. Even if it's a 17-year-old. For sure. So unfortunately, the family is met with, we have to wait those 48 hours. Right. And they're also, they're almost gaslit into mm. saying, she must be a runaway. That must be the only option. She must be a runaway. And the mom and sister are adamant. They are trying to advocate for the fact that she was on her way home. Right. How could you be a runaway if you're on your way home? She said she was, and we could physically track. We could physically see where she was on her phone. Yeah. So unfortunately, it up to the family at this point to make some noise. Right. The news stations aren't picking anything up. There is mm-hmm. no press releases made about a missing teenager at this point, about a missing kid. Right. Um, her family being Hispanic and Spanish-speaking, her mom um, knocked on doors of local news stations like Telemundo. Okay. And I... Because of there being no language barrier, her mom was able to have this platform to put the word out that her daughter was missing. She needs help. Here's what we know. They got to the point where the mom and the daughter, they knocked on every single door. Mm -hmm. And they did find someone that had ring footage showing Susanna walking down the street about four or five houses from their home, which would have been Literally a one-minute walk. Wow. So the mom and the daughter narrowed down the timeline and excluded every other minute except for this one last minute that would have been between that ring doorbell and their house door. Sure. So they need to figure out what the hell happened in this one minute. Yeah. This all happened July 26th, right? So summer comes and goes, fall comes and goes. There is nothing really being done in regards to, you know, looking for this teenager. There is no um, Amber Alert. And I don't really. And again, I don't know what the parameters are for that because they don't know that she's in a car. Right, and I think that's one of the things that's yeah they need to have as a requirement to either a license plate or any information of a driver or a person that she could be with for it to be a kidnapping. Right, but even a press release would be nice. Having some backing from the police saying, hey, we know this is not a runaway teen. This is a person who, you know, would have been expected home and she didn't make it home. Help us look for her. She might be in danger. Um, It's not a runaway teen. And we know this because she didn't have anything but her phone on her. Absolutely. She's a teenager who had a lot of nice clothes, a lot of nice purses. She had a lot of nice shoes. She had her makeup. All these things that if a teen were to run away, 
they're, these are the things that they think they're going to need. She would at the very, very least have her phone charger. Yes. With her. You'd think so. <laughs> and one outfit. Right. And she was just wearing a spaghetti strap yellow shirt, which is very distinguishable. Sure. And some light um, jeans and some white Crocs. Gotcha. So okay. they knew exactly what she was wearing, too. Um, and it was just weird that this one minute could not be accounted for. Well, and that's the thing, to not give that any airtime that they have already been able to narrow it down to such a specific location and a time frame. She was on her way home. Right. The way that she was walking in the video, she was clearly in, walking in the correct direction. Right. To get home. Exactly. It just blows my mind because the family got their hands on this video very quickly. And even with that evidence in hand, the police were still trying to gaslight the family into saying, no, we think she's a runaway. Oh, that's so frustrating. And it wasn't until Telemundo kept airing this and kept airing this. And then also, unfortunately, had to put a spotlight on how dismissive the police were being Mm -hmm. that they ruffled some feathers and the police actually got involved into trying to help search for her. Right. So her mom, her family, anytime that they heard any sightings, any possible leads, they were dropping everything and following up on those leads. Whether it was local or whether if it was out of state, mom was going. Mm -hmm. And there is an interview where the mom was out of state falling on possible sighting that someone thought they might have seen Susanna. And at the same time, the mom is talking about how her work is calling her about missing work. And, you know, work is telling her that work should be her priority. She's like, no. No, motherfuckers. My priority is finding my child. 100%. And it just, it gives me chills that a parent has to justify that justify that or try to make ends meet while their world is crumbling absolutely that they still have to keep a roof over their head she still has another child but she has to decide between those two things because if the she knows at this point that the police isn't doing anything to follow up on leads to find her daughter right and if she has this hope that if she follows up follows up on a lead and she can rescue her daughter from whatever situation then you bet your ass i'm gonna drop everything and go and try to be that person that gets my daughter back 100 percent ah tangent yeah i just it just riles me up it is a valid tangent it's crazy so Unfortunately, the mom, well, the mom and the daughter and the, the sisters, they follow up on every lead. They are not letting down. They want to uh, keep applying pressure to this. Yeah. Um, because they're not being taken seriously for some reason. It's bizarre. So frustrating. <sighs> on February 6th, 2023. So this is very recent. We are in the beginning of May, middle of May. Yeah. Um, at least when we're recording of this. Yeah. But so on February 6, 2023, there was a man who pulled over on the side of a road on the Gwinnett Barrow County line. So Highway 316. They live in Gwinnett County. Who pulled over to make a phone call. He's kind of just meandering around as he's making the phone call. Mm-hmm. He walks a little into the wooded line and he finds what are now confirmed the remains of Susanna Morales. Oh, my gosh. The police immediately 
go to the scene. They confirm based on DNA that the mother provided, as well as access to dental records that right. confirm that it is Susana Morales' remains that are found in this wooded area. They're about 25 miles away. Okay, I was going to ask yeah. how far it was from home. Near her body, they also find a gun. Oh. Okay. They find the gun. It still has a serial number on it. Okay. They run the serial number, and they confirm that the gun belongs to Miles Bryant. Who's Miles Bryant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they... Go knock on his store. Right. He's not hard to find because he is a Doraville cop. Doraville is the town He is also a part-time security guard for the apartment complex that Susanna's friend lives in. No way. That she was visiting. They go talk to him. Uh-huh. Because... On the day that Susanna went missing, on July 26, about two hours later, so she went missing at... Like 10.30-ish? Yeah, like 10, 10.30-ish. Um, I'm sorry, on July 27th, the morning after. Yeah. He reports at 11 a.m. that his gun's been stolen. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Interesting. Convenient. Yeah. He reports that his gun's been stolen from his vehicle that's been unlocked, that was left unlocked. Mm-hmm. So, those smashed windows, no. Right. Yeah. Right. Very convenient. I don't know if this was his department-issued gun. Okay. Or if this was a, a personal. personal gun. Right. Um, and I don't know the caliber either. This is a very fresh investigation. Okay. Her body was just found in February. Right. So I think the investigation... Barely a month ago. Barely. So they find this gun. They go talk to him. Where were you? I have no idea, he says. I have no... I don't know who this is. (laughs) Yeah. No connection. My gun was stolen. Come to find out, they started looking into him a little bit more. The police. Mm -hmm. And they discover a couple of things. Back in December, so Susanna had been missing for a couple of months at this point. There was a woman who made a report against Mr. Miles Bryant. She was an old childhood friend who said that he had recently reconnected back with her in last March. So 
The they, March before Susanna Mar- went missing? Yes, okay. a couple of months. And he kept trying to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was romantically or not. Sure. Um, it sounds like that's where it was trying to get to. Right. But, and here's a quote. She said, he's like, in my neighborhood. And he said, I'll pull up. And she said, no, I'll let you know when you can pull up, but it ain't right now. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know who you are thinking you're just going to drop by. She said that he became obsessed with her. And they, um, on March 19th, right after he had rekindled that friendship with her, she didn't know it was him. Had a suspicion it was him. Uh-huh. But someone kicked down her door. Oh. And there's video footage of the door afterwards. Uh-huh. And like, the frame is completely like to shit because all the force of kicking in a door. Oh my gosh. So she had reported that as well. Right. And then after that happened, her apartment front neighbor, because they have the doors are facing uh-huh. each other yep. in the complex. Got a ring doorbell for her own protection because I'm like, shit, my neighbor just got her door kicked down. Um, And then so later in December, after she had already been dealing with him being kind of obsessive and just Mm -hmm. kind of stopping by unannounced and just just being a stalker weirdo at this point, even though she had asked him to stop, the front door neighbor had captured footage of him coming by. He's ex-military. He had his fatigues on. He was coming by and jiggling her doorbell, her doorknob. What? To see if it was open. And then once, there the first couple of times, you could see his face because he didn't realize there was a camera. Right. And then afterwards, you can tell that he's hiding his face in a hoodie and looking away <sighs> from the camera. But he would just walk up to the door, jiggle the doorbell, doorknob, keep yeah, saying yeah. doorbell, the doorknob, and walks away because it's locked. Oh, my gosh. That is so scary. And she didn't know this. Either she wasn't home or she didn't notice it. Right. But the neighbor had to show her this because she's like, dude, (laughs) you okay? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. So she got that footage and she shared that with the police. And now they're like, okay, what is going on? Let's look into him a little bit further. Sure. Plus his gun was at the freaking remains where Susanna's bodies were found. Right. Um. They realized that he had been reprimanded a couple of times while he was on the force. Okay. For things that were serious, mm-hmm. but looking back, they're even more suspicious as to his behavior and just showing a weird pattern and how, um, um, hmm, I don't know how to say this, um, sneaky he is. Yeah. 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 So, they so they realized that in October of 2022, again, Susanna had been missing for a couple of months. Right. And before Elisha Bates had reported the video that she had gotten from her neighbor, mm-hmm. Brian responded to a report of a missing child. And he waited three days to finish that report. So he was written up for it officially for gotcha. the delay in reporting that. Uh-huh. Why would you delay a missing child report? Absolutely. So I don't know if that just goes to show his um, 
Like work ethic? His work ethic or just like lack of care. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird, like I said, it's a weird situation. Yeah. But it's obviously something that's like, should you still be on the force or like, I don't know. And apparently there's a couple of things in his history that um, show he was aggressive. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, either like DV-ish type situations. Okay. Or um, he was reprimanded a couple times while he was on the job. Mm-hmm. And he never fixed those behaviors. Mm-hmm. So it was just an odd choice for someone to be hired on as a police officer. Yeah. And I think it was more of his military background that probably made him a shoe-in. Because I'm sure that's a good candidate. For sure. To it's going to move your resume to the top of the pile. Right. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. For several reasons, but yes. Yeah. So, um, on February 13th, 2023, so just very recently, Bryant was arrested for the concealing of a death mm-hmm. and the false report of a crime. And it was just recently upgraded on February 22nd. He was charged with the felony murder and kidnapping. Oh, he was charged he with it. He was charged with it. Wow. Um, and he has admitted to, I believe, uh, and, and, and see, these details are still a little vague. Sure. Um, because although it's still developing. there is a conclusion to it, we've they found her remains, they have charged someone with the murder, he still hasn't gone through trial. Right. And there's no sentencing or anything. I believe there is a confession of him raping and killing her before dumping her body 20 miles away. Gotcha. Her body was found with no clothes on. Okay. So sexual assault was... Uh, Obvious. And a given. Yeah. yeah for the situation. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of an ongoing case in the way that it's the, the trial and the conviction has not um, happened right. for the perpetrator or the alleged perpetrator. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious that that's the, the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it sounds like in that last minute in that video where she was seen walking towards home is right. where he would have... Either forced her into the car. Uh huh. I don't know why a ride would have been um, offered mm-hmm. or accepted. Yeah, being you're one a, minute, a minute from minute, home. Right. So it had to have been something forceful. Yeah. Um. There, I know we'll share pictures, but he's definitely someone who works out. Okay. And would have had the strength to overpower a five three, one hundred and fifteen pound girl. Sure. Into a car, and he obviously had a gun. Oh, from so, the images that you can see? Well, from the gun well, that was found next to her okay. body. Right, right. And I will say that the cops have not released or confirmed whether she was um, dead from a gunshot wound. So we don't know exactly how she died yet. Okay. It could have been forced. It could have been choked, et cetera. Sure. So we don't know if it was a gunshot wound. I don't know why the gun was there, if it was there by mistake. Right. I mean, that's my if question. If he just forgot it. Right. If he dropped it and he didn't realize where he dropped it. Yeah. Um. So, because otherwise, I don't know that they would have found anything, anything to put him there at the scene. Unless unless he had left, like, any DNA behind and then Maybe. they found him as a, you know. Right. That would probably be one of the Something only like that, but he left his gun behind. And all of that seems 
I mean, like, the going to somebody's front door, especially going in your fatigues, like, someone's obviously yeah. going to, you're going to stand out if you're, you're walking noticeable. around in your fatigues. Um, and then the gun at the crime scene where they discover her body, I mean, that that is lazy and sloppy for anybody, but especially yeah. somebody who is ex-military yeah and they've been on a police force i mean it sounds like he was kind of lazy and sloppy in a lot of different aspects of his life but if you are indeed the one which i'm sure you are wow dude like you left your gun behind at the scene that's registered to you and all of this too it brings up the important conversation of like I and you mentioned that at the beginning, it is left up to the police's discretion whether or not they will take in a missing persons report prior to the forty-eight hours. Right. Because and, we've seen it done before. Oh, I mean absolutely. it was done with Brittany Drexel and yeah. you know a couple other cases that we've covered. And so her family, her sister is being this huge advocate. They they have a petition going for um some changes that they want to see done in the police in their area. Yeah. Um, one of those things is vetting who they're bringing onto the force to serve and protect mm-hmm. their community. Mm-hmm. Because had they done a deeper background check on him, they probably would have seen some red flags. For sure. Um, that, you know, they probably would have thought twice about before they put him on the force. Right. Right, they're looking just the they're seeking justice, and I'll read this straight off of their website that they've put up. This is justiceforsusanna.com, and this is the number four justiceforsusanna.com. Okay. And they're in they have a petition going for their community, and it says Susanna's family is still seeking justice. They are seeking justice from the Doraville County Police Department for knowingly hiring a man with a history of violence and for not taking accountability for the harm their officer has committed against the young Latina and her family. They are seeking justice for suspect Miles Bryant, who is connected to the disappearance and now potential rape and murder of Susanna Morales. They deserve to know the truth and they deserve to see justice. So, and the other thing that they're asking for in the petition is that they demand that the police department acknowledges that the Title 35 code or Georgia code was violated when the officers told the family they had to wait 48 hours before reporting Susanna missing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because had they... You don't have we don't know. to. We don't know what the the outcome could have been different. Right. Absolutely. The outcome could have been different. For sure. They're, they're assuming uh, or guessing that the window from when she was killed was from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. Sorry, 10 p.m. 10 to PM. 10 a, t- 2 a.m. So a four-hour window. Yeah. If pressure was put on... We don't know, and that's what that's what it comes down to, right? That we don't know. Things could have been differently. He could have felt pressure. He could have just let her go. Right. Absolutely. We don't know if his face was covered, and he could have just pushed her back out the car. And, you know, you know? I, I don't... I also don't love this, like, justification for not to go looking for somebody like, Oh, we're just going to chalk it up as a runaway. Okay. Well, you should still be looking for runaways. They're still minors, you know, even if, even if someone isn't 
missing like that and they did voluntarily run away, like they should still be on the police's radar. Yeah. To get them to bring them back home. I mean, just with all of the crazy things that go on in today's world, especially with sex trafficking and stuff like that, I mean, a runaway could slide into so many different categories, either intentionally or by accident or whatever. And the goal should be to get that person home as quickly as possible. Yeah. And I, you know, I like to play devil's advocate with a lot of things and look at both sides of everything. And I understand why they probably put a parameter of 48 hours, right? I get it. Yeah. But I think it shouldn't be a hard line. And it obviously isn't because that Title 35 thing right. says the police has the discretion to do it sooner. Exactly. And if you have an entire family, a concerned family, telling you, my daughter was on her way home. Mm-hmm. Not, um, you know, she, I don't know where she left or she stormed out or we had a fight and she left. Sure. Or she's been seeing a boyfriend who I've been telling her not to see and I haven't seen her. If you have a concerned family who seems credible, mm-hmm. and I guess that is a little subjective, but if you have... Um, an entire community telling you, hey, there is something wrong. Right. Then either coaching needs to be done to that police department where they need to realize those cues and go with it. Right. Or at least start taking down information. And it's not like every officer on duty in that moment has to go out on a manhunt for this person, but to at least put something out there like, hey, while you're doing, you know. Sure. Your, your rounds and going through your normal neighborhoods, be on the lookout for this person. I mean, it would have been very specific. Specific. Look for a, a young girl with a yellow top of all things. And white Crocs. And white Crocs. Yeah. Be on the lookout for her. For sure. It's nighttime. She is 16. Right. So if you see her walking in close to a bar... Maybe stop and ask yeah. her if you see her, you know, whatever. It's past 10 o'clock at night. It's right. not like it's 2 in the it's afternoon. Or, yeah. The sun has been down for at least a couple hours. And I don't care where you're at. I mean, I get you're in Atlanta and I mean, maybe in Arizona sometimes, but it's going to get cold. You right. see a girl in a spaghetti strap you, <laughs> and she's not, I don't know. There's so many things. Yeah. And this is definitely one where the police drop the ball and... What hurts is the unknown what had what what could have happened had they been involved sooner. Right. Could something be different? Could Susanna be back home? We don't know. So if you're so inclined, I would say go sign the family's petition. Um they at least deserve answers um and get a full transparent um investigation done for the for the for the case for justice for their daughter. Absolutely. So. Okay. Oh, man. Well, thanks for that suggestion yes. to our listener. Thank you, Elise. Um, yeah, thank you, Elise. And that's great coverage on a case that's recent. And, yeah. I mean, we have someone in custody mm-hmm. and a confession and everything. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the trial and everything play out. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Wild. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, 
we're excited to put out, you know, a couple listener episodes and and yeah. stuff like that. So keep those suggestions coming. We're definitely checking all of the inboxes, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and everything like that. And yeah, I think that's all we have for today. So don't be a stranger and we will see you next Monday. Okay. Bye. Bye.